everybody, and welcome back to Spiritual Successor, a comedy video game design podcast where we take your lovely, beautiful, disgusting, horrific video game ideas and turn them into the next AAA video game titles. I am one of your hosts, Blake Alexander Raya. Whoa, I've never heard you roll the R on that one before. I know. I, you, you would look at me and you're like, that's a white guy. And you're right. But I do. You should see my dad. My dad, my dad is very. <laughs> my, your dad makes it not weird that you rolled the R like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, have you ever? Because wait, you, wait, okay. wait, 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 stop. Let me get in on this. How's yeah. it going, everybody? I'm Austin Jacob Hart, your other host. You didn't roll your R, buddy. I, oh, roll what R? <laughs> Heart. Oh, heart. oh, wow. Harder. I, I see. Harder. I, try, Harder. I tried going go, into go, heart, go. and I emphasized the H, and it just sounded like I was about to vomit. Heart. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the, the full name has a different vibe. I'm not into it. I realized something today before you and I called that I haven't realized before. Okay. I, have you in, I have you in my phone contacts twice. One, as AJ producer, which is, I think... When you and I first met and you told me you wanted to be a producer? Yeah, I was on the producer track at our college during that time. And then I have you in my phone contacts again as AJ, the anime wizard. (laughs) And I bring bring this. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty good. It's pretty good. And you know what this helped me realize is like, I'm so, it's either one of two things. And hopefully it's the latter. The former is. I'm a forgetful fuck, and I just forgot that I had you in, didn't have you in my phone, and just Is added it? you twice. Uh-huh. Or you and I are so fucking tight and such good friends, and I love you so fucking much. I'm like, I'm gonna put this guy in my phone twice. I'm gonna put this dude's. It's the same phone number, so I don't know why it didn't come up when I typed it in the second time. Might I propose to you this? Is there another AJ Hart that you've met that is the anime wizard and they're a separate person? You know, I, 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 I can't, I don't think I've ever met another AJ. It's like, it's maybe they, maybe it's like, you know, like in Scott Pilgrim where there's like uh, negative Scott. Maybe there's like a negative AJ running around. AJ, what if you're the negative AJ? Cause you got a little bit of bastard energy. I don't know. You negative energy can't, is is it confirmed? I am the antithesis of the anime wizard. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because you famously hate anime, actually. I hate anime. Do we have anything video gamey to talk about today? Like, there's got to be video game news that we could touch on, right? I may or may not have slacked off work this entire week just to play Hot Wheels Unleashed. The new, <laughs> the new hit. I mean, like, I, so I, I, we talked about last episode. I launched a new channel, Love, Death, and Dice. And it, 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 this is sort of true. I... Had my brother's bachelor party last weekend. That's why we took the week off. We were we were hanging out in Vegas doing some bachelor party stuff, and then the and I told myself the moment I get back from this bachelor party, I'm just gonna fucking get into work mode. I'm gonna churn out another Love, Death, and Dice, and then I booted up Hot Wheels Unleashed and I've played it <laughs> every because I'm like it's one of those. It was like that bachelor party, and you and I talked about this. Sometimes you need a vacation from your vacation. Yeah, you need a break after you take a good break. That's just the reality of it. And that's such a weird thing that people need that, but I felt it. I was like, wow, this bachelor party took a lot out of me because I planned everything. I planned all of our meals. I planned all of our shows. Like, I did so much work during this bachelor party that when I got home, I'm like, I don't feel like doing jack shit, but 
trying to drift, be the Drift King. I want to be the next Drift King, baby. And I played so much Hot Wheels. Are you the Drift King yet? Or have you um, have you jumped into competitive Hot Wheels racing yet? No, I haven't, but I'm so fucking excited for when I can jump into the servers. I don't, are the servers even available yet? I don't know. I think. You would know I more think, than me, bud. I think Hot Wheels Unleashed is like trials hd in the sense that you can create your own courses that other people can play but i don't know if you can no that'd be stupid i i feel they have to have like open races where people can just race each other that would just be kind of defeat the point it's like it's like if you released mario kart but there was no online play you know what i mean yeah no definitely look into that i'll check in with you again next week to double check whether or not you're the newest hot wheels racer pro player or not (laughs) well do you have any gaming news like what I, i feel like i've done so much of our talking because I'm a little bit high on two energy drinks that I shot right before us recording this because we got a lot of work tonight. You and we I got, got so it. much to do. It's we late in the afternoon. We We're going to have to be up doing work, plucking away yeah. on the old podcast machine. Yeah. What are you playing? I've been playing Beast Breaker on the Switch lately. It was a game that dropped. I saw somebody retweeting it. I, um, And then I was like, mm, that seems really neat. And then I picked it up. It has no reviews. In fact, I saw one video from the guy that created it being like, hey, no one's reviewed my video game. Yeah, they made the mistake (laughs) of dropping a video game in like late September, which is just video game season. So reviewers just never got around to it. But don't worry. AJ Hart is here to let you all know this game absolutely fucks. It is a what? What is what is it? What is the name for these games? A Peggle Blaster or like a like a Marble I Blaster? I think it's you know it's its own. It's like a matching shooter. So you think like Bubble? It's Bobble, not a matching shooter. It, it is more like Breakout. Um, but instead of you having like a little paddle on the bottom of the map, you have a little mouse that you'll throw at things on mm-hmm. the map. You'll you'll bounce around against a giant enemy. Wherever you stop your turn, if it's red, this giant beast will attack you for being on that space. So it's sort of like a turn-based breakout game. It's really fun. It's really cool. I've been having a grand time with it. It's got these little, like, like the main character is this little mouse that just has really fun little sprite work whenever he's talking to people. There's Mm -hmm. this incredible bird that is, I forgot, I forget the bird's name, but he's just... A lot to look at, and I love him very much, <laughs> dude. I'm I okay. I don't know if we've talked about it on the show before, but like that was the shit I played so much as a kid. Like the moment I got like my first little i my little iPod. You played what um, shit? I played Peggle. Like pe- like those okay. breakout clone games is were my jam because there was just something. It 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 had it reached into that same thing of like a fidget item. It's just nice and satisfying to see a cluttered screen get cleared up over time. There's just yeah. something really – and I think even then it's like I guess would Tetris kind of fall into the same thing where it's like you have this big tower, but the moment you get a solid line, it clears it. And then it's just like that – hits that little the, hit of dopamine. It's a satisfying way to see the game progress. I'm cleaning up a mess. That game, that, that game taught me to hate messes, AJ. That's why my room is so clean. It's not clean. It's covered in dust. It's covered in dust and cat. <laughs> I just think that this – Beast Breaker game, it hits me in the same way that old Flash games did on Newgrounds, where like you're picking uh, up a game, it has a level of difficulty there, and it's going to express the rules in a really simple way. And the gameplay loop mm-hmm. itself is incredibly simple, but there's enough toys that you like, you want to pick up a new toy and learn the new rules with it. For example, you start off with a sword and shield, and the sword and shield weapon will generally have some sort of like block 
ticker. So if you use a shield attack, you'll start building up a ticker for block points. These blocks can then be used to protect yourself when the beast attacks you if you're in the red zone. Mm -hmm. Or you'll have moves that say use block. And so if you had like 18 blocks, you could use those for an attack instead. And so the sword and shield has a fun little push and pull with that. You could also use a bow and arrow instead. And if you select the bow and arrow, you are not throwing your mouse at the items. You instead throw your mouse one time to reposition. And then you were given an ammo count. And you can use the ammo to shoot down a little bit more like a blaster game. And you would just choose what spots on the giant monster you want to shoot at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. I like this. And it's fun. But we're not a game news podcast. AJ. We're not you a game news your, podcast. You, I'm you sorry. I've started plugging another video game. Uh, you know, should no, be no, no, played. no, no. I get, I get it. You're passionate. You're passionate. I have plenty of games to pl- recommend. Everybody play Alan Wake Remastered. It's a gem of a game. It's my favorite game. But enough of good games that are already made. You and I need to get together. And make some shitty games. And I got a good that game That is what we do here. Yeah. So, this is... Also, it's the first... Dude, first episode of Spooky Month. So, we're going to make some spooky games this, this we, episode. This, you promise they're going to be spooky? Uh, I can't guarantee that everyone will be spooky, especially this one. I don't know for how we're going to... I don't know for how we're going to make it spooky, but uh, we'll find out. This one comes to us on Twitter from Gazer, at Just Gazer. Spooky dancing game. A game about dancing to scare. DDR, AJ... But it's also Monsters, Inc.-style scare game. So you and I, we each get presented with a door. And then that door will be some song that we have to dance to. And depending on how well we dance, dictates how well we scare. So you don't like that opening scene from Monsters, Inc. where it's like it's really scary at the beginning and then the guy steps on something and he fucks it up real, real, real bad. Mm-hmm. Those that have seen, haven't seen Monsters, Inc., watch it. It's a gem of a movie. Love that movie. Can't speak for the TV series. But... Actually, Monsters University is really good too. I'm gonna go off on it. I, I I'm about to. I, I don't want to go off on it. You're ripping. I don't so actually enjoy Monsters University, but we don't need to go into that. Wait, oh, no. Okay, whatever. Okay, feels like you a cash grab. It, it is. It is. Here's the thing. Monsters University is like so painfully, blatantly a cash grab, and like it is so so much of a I cash so grab. That they, there's a reason why like no one talks about it. I think you're the first person I've talked to in eight years since That's that movie up. dropped that has that ever movie, said Monsters no, University movie, out loud. That movie, I would actually argue is better than the original. I would totally argue that. <laughs> You're going to ha- have fr- have fun on that hill, my friend. So I, I don't want to go on a big tangent with it, but the thing that I love so much about Monsters University is that the theme of you don't have to be the greatest at something to consider yourself special. Like the idea that Mike Wazowski wanted to be the scariest fucking monster, but, understand- but understood that his limitations in that doesn't mean he can't be happy doing other things like so many people have these um, these big dreams these giant gigantic dreams that may or may not be achievable but understand you have to understand that your life is going to go on a set path and there's just gonna it's gonna roll out into things that you couldn't have planned for and you can still be happy regardless of even if you didn't achieve those fucking gigantic things like your life doesn't lose meaning if you don't achieve like the unattainable dream you know and i think that yeah, was no, a message that's, okay that was that's re- fair that is a that, good message from that movie that message was so fucking powerful to me and i love and i was like i walked out of that movie crying i didn't walk out of the, the first movie crying <laughs> like i did because it was just like it hit me like right at because i was going to college at the time and i was just like you know am i gonna achieve my dreams am i gonna be am i gonna be somebody am i gonna make people laugh 
It's a big shock. Here I am. Thank you, everybody, for checking in with us every week. Um, <laughs> you helped this little Mike Wazowski get here. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Mike Wazowski. Tell me about Dance Dance Revolution, Monsters, Inc. So here's the story of our game. So I don't know. How much of Monsters, Inc. do you remember? Because, like, the, the whole idea was that they were factory. So we got a big there's... we got a big blue guy and we got a little green guy. And the big blue guy's like, blah, I'm the greatest scare ever. And the little green guy's like, how's it going? I have a cool Medusa girlfriend. What's up? I'm Mike Wazowski. <laughs> that was that was characters, but what about do you know the plot, the world building? Yeah, so they ad- they adopt a little daughter that shouldn't be there because she's poisonous. And then what's that? She's not actually poisonous. Um, the monsters scare people for energy. It's kind of like a Fox News situation. And so <laughs> the children <laughs> stop laughing. I'm trying to continue with the plot synopsis. All right, go ahead, continue, continue. <laughs> so the child shows up after being adopted by Michael Wazowski. Is it Michael or how do you what do you think the long version is? Is it Michigan Wazowski? And so it's Mike for short. Who the fuck would name their kid Michigan? Monsters, dog. They're monster people. <laughs> Who would name their child Sullivan? Yeah, it's bad. They live in hell. They don't live in hell. They just live in like the monster metropolis. It's so it Sullivan, like- Sullivan and Michigan adopt a daughter together, and Mike Wazowski doesn't want his cool snake girlfriend in now. And so they have to hide the kid, and then the second best scarer shows up, and he's like, I'm going to eat your kid, I think. For power to make her super scared, no, I really no. don't remember what the okay. lizard man wanted in that movie, but I know that it wasn't good. I presume okay, he so, wanted to hurt and kill the child. So this, so basically, no, don't correct me. I, no, 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 no. I just I want to build on what you're saying. So yes, okay. he was gonna he was gonna eat the kid, and they were gonna get they were gonna get much more scare energy by eating the kid. Basically, yeah. It turns out you could just eat something for power. <laughs> um. At the end of that movie, though, they found out that they can make kids laugh, and, and it that makes would give them more even power more energy because we so love this is laughing. This, so this is like this is like late stage Monster Metropolis, where they are like they have outlived their means. Like that, getting kids to laugh. Guess what? They're back to they're back to square one. Hey, was on there the something sorted. to be said about the fact that the monster, like I, the bad guy in Monster Inc., I almost called him the monster in Monster Inc. That wouldn't have been helpful. The singular big bad, yeah. The bad monster in Monster Inc. Did he know that laughter was more powerful? Like, was he purposefully no. creating an energy shortage? No, they weren't trying. They weren't purposely creating an energy shortage. They were okay because that would have been pretty ahead of its time if it was about like a corporation that was involved in power distribution doing everything that it could to not have more effective power solutions to the world. No, not to it say wasn't that there's like, any sort of wasn't... parallel. I'm looking at you, the gasoline industry. <laughs> no, the, the, it wasn't like that. He was. Um, they were under the idea that only screams. Screams was the only way to get power. They didn't know that laughter could give power. But we, we keep fucking diverging here. It's it's a, it's a pointless thing. Who gives a shit about the plot of the movie? This is a thing where, like, that okay. That was someone's have... art. Fuck you. Somebody woke up and that okay. Monsters, Inc. was their entire dream. You can't write it off like that. Okay. I decided it's, I'm it's, very much it's a, a fucking, Monsters, Inc.'s first defender. It's a fucking magical, it's a magical movie. But, you know, if they want to, if people listening to this podcast want to see the synopsis for fucking Monsters, Inc., they could go to IMDb. <laughs> they don't need to listen to chuckle fucks. Just debate what the synopsis is. Who gives a shit? So what I'm saying is, is our game is, this is 
po- they found out that they need something stronger than laughter. And what's stronger than laughter? Fucking high energy. I'm talking people doing sick jumps, sick... How is that different than... Okay, la- hey, laughter's different than adrenaline, baby boy. There's fear, which is like the lowest of the energy. And then there's uh-huh. laughter, which is mid-energy. And then the final thing is some sick fucking adrenaline. So this is so a game. Stunts. <laughs> so so da- no dancing, dude. Remember, because this is like you gotta you gotta like dance and scare. So it's gotta okay. be like. I'm wondering if you could do some sort of. Like I don't, I know nothing. So about you want to do a but dance, dance talk- revolution game where we try to get our players to get some adrenaline rushing? But I want to go deeper than that. I want to go deeper than that. I know nothing about dancing, but I'm going to talk like I know about dancing. Um, that for, is what like, we do here for, th- for three minutes. It, or the thing that I know about dancing is like they pulled off something where they could have been hurt. Like the person did the spin on their head. Like, that's so hard to do because you could fucking just slip on your head and bam, you land on your neck and you get fucking hurt. Or worse, you could stay on your neck for too long and then you'll stand up and your head will be pushed down and it'll look like you got (laughs) hit with a big hammer. <laughs> like there's some there's some fucking like uh, rubber hose cartoon from the 1940s. Yeah. <laughs> they don't t- they don't warn you about the head spin on that, but you can actually like it's kind of like just like screwing your head in too far. So what if you did a DDR? Let me, let me paint you a picture. Let me paint you a picture. This is going to be an arcade cabinet. Say you walk into um, Neon Arcade off of Reseda. Um, I don't think they're still around. But you I love this local LA see, area call out. Yeah, hit me up. <laughs> and then you and you walk in, and in the back you see people just doing the most dangerous dances they can on these DDR pads. But these aren't like regular DDR pads where it's just like the five buttons on the floor. There's stuff on the ceiling. There's stuff on their side so- on the side panels of the dance machine. They gotta do fucking flips. They got you ever see like the people in like Step Up or Step Up Two where they like do the sweet little like they, I've they run to only a wall. Seen Step Up Three, please. <laughs> okay, I'm sure they did it in that one where they run up to a wall and they kick off the wall and do a backflip and then they land into like a, th- a like a three point like hero land and then they look there they throw their head up and like all their sweaty hair comes up. You got to do shit like that. But where the scares come in is you have to do these tricks. It's not scary for you. It's people the audience getting scared that you're going to hurt yourself. So it's not like you're scaring them out you know of fear. What? No, you're let's scaring make it them scary out of- for the audience for the one doing it too. What if you were going to go for one of those cool sick step up to backflips mm-hmm. off of the wall, but right before you went for it, the wall just kind of like shook a little bit, just like a who going to get you. Oh my god. So like it's a fucking so the, the area you're dancing on it's going to move hazardous? from underneath you. Yeah, it's ooh, like not, not enough to ooh, seriously risk anyone's okay. life, but just enough that they go, oh, wait, hold on. Uh, a- like just no, a- enough to trip dude, them up. AJ, AJ, the worse you do, the more shaky the platform gets. So it's like if you no if no like stick with me. So if you want to get play a big boost, out of that. no yeah. yeah. If you want to get the big boost of the cool backflip points, but you're like way far behind, you got to be brave on that backflip. You yeah. really got to commit for it. Yeah, you got to fucking move and like. So like I like that because that means like you and I could be going head to head in this game, right? And you are a way better dancer because we're both me. excellent I dancers, can- and we of course both know how to do a backflip. Bro, I wear steel toe boots. These f- these boots were not made for anything other than sitting at a computer and editing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I so you say you're killing it. You're doing a fucking. 
don't laugh. That was a dumb joke. <laughs> Stupid. Um, no, but so it's like, it, but like it's it's funny because it's true. Like we're sitting here having a good time, like podcasting, right? Having a good old goof em up time. You are wearing shoes that you could wear on a construction site for no fucking reason, and I love that. <laughs> I, I like them. I like Doc Martens. They 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 fit my foot nice, but they well, also got protection. ones. I don't know. I just that's just what I bought. Like at the be- when I first started buying Doc Martens, I mean they made more sense when I was like on set more. Um, because like I God, the amount of times my because then has you been could saved. like pretend that you had something super dangerous near like you. Like what would I'm crush doing. Your feet. I mean, no, it was not pretending. Like, have you ever had a C stand drop on your toe, bud? It sucks. It hurts. I've had it. It, <laughs> it hurts. does hurt. And that's why you need steel toes. But like, I'll admit, do I need steel toes when I'm sitting here fucking playing Hot Wheels Unleashed, chilling out of my <laughs> computer while I'm rendering shit? No, I don't. I just wear them because they're comfortable. I guess. You never know. And I do respect yeah. that. You are always prepared. <laughs> it's always go time. You never know when a construction's going to happen. Dude, there's con- actually, you know what? Fuck it. There's construction going on in my living room right now. They're laying down tile. I don't want to walk out. I don't want to walk there and get my morning coffee and have my st- toes stubbed. That's not how I want to start a day, AJ. It's always go time in the, in the, in the Rhea household. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm so, going to put a pin in this one. This one comes from Ritas at Ritas Astronaut. Retastronaut. At Retastronaut, game where you play as a hero sent on a quest with your sidekick. You die in an impossible boss fight, leaving your sidekick to finish the quest while you, as a ghost, perform tasks to help them. Can the... Okay, I read that one and my immediate thought was, is can the main character see you? Or are you like their guardian angel, but they can't see you? You know what I mean? Yeah, what's more interesting here? I think I want to go they can't see you route because you can't you have to okay let's paint what a level looks like and you know what this stands out to me is like this adventurer is like it's a top down thing and they're on a set path they're going to walk forward there's two enemies there and once they beat that enemy they're going to walk over a pad that is a trap but they don't know it you as the ghost need to go disarm that trap while they're fighting the two enemies so you need to do preemptive stuff but you won't know their path until you watch them go through it. Yeah, might I propose this? I don't think I like the idea of it being a top-down uh, game because I think that what we're really missing here is the idea of creating a video game that is just the the worst kind of mission, which is, of mm. course, delivery <laughs> missions or protection missions. You have to deliver an adventure. <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, the, the missions were like, they're like, I need to get to the other side of the room. And you're like, okay, walk uh, over there. And they, like, walk eight feet, and they're like, there's an enemy! Help! And you have to, like, go yeah. clear out, like, four dudes so that yeah. they don't hit your hero. Maybe mm-hmm. this is a game where your the hero does not see you in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. But you have to protect them. They are going mm-hmm. to go and slay the Demon Lord, the Dragon King. Mike was out. Michigan Wazowski. Michigan Wazowski, the Demon Lord, Michigan Wazowski, MW. And so um. as they go through the game, you in a third person action game have to protect them. It's a loop hero style thing where the main character um, that your your sidekick is walking a set path through each zone. And okay. the only way you can find out what path they're going is is to just follow them and remember to react. So it's like the moment the character dies, they start the, that zone over again. So they walk forward, they kill two enemies, they go. So over you're this a ghost one, on like, Groundhog's Day. You're watching and you're like, oh, if yes, I don't, if I don't bring yes. the drawbridge down, draw, 
if I don't bring the drawbridge down, my They'll gear is going walk to walk off of right off into yeah. the river. So they're, they're I have just, to go in yeah. and get the drawbridge ready. Or, yes, oh, and you have to remember the sequence of things. So it's like yeah, my you, hero is going to get have, shot by yeah. three arrows. If I can start a big gust of wind, it will make the arrows not hit the hero. Yes, the sidekick. Yes, yes, yes. And you have to like possess things in the environment. So it's like, oh, okay. So like our character is sneaking through this castle right now. You can blow out this candle, and the, and somebody will walk over and re and relight it. But in that time that it was off, our hero was able to sneak by. Okay, yeah, like, I do love this environment puzzle video yes, game now. Yes, yes, it's yes. It's just and constant environment puzzles. Now, when the hero dies, what resets? Does just the hero reset, or do you reset with them? I think you reset with the hero as well. So it's like you, it's this constant trial and error of like, okay, here's the first sequence. I know what I need to do. Okay, here's the second sequence. Um, I don't know what to do because I haven't gotten this far yet. Oh, fuck, he died. Okay, now I know what to do. So you learn when your character dies. So it's like, oh, that that person, oh, he died from the arrow. What do I do? What are my abilities right now? What are the things in that room? Oh, I can open yeah, a window. Killed which him. Where is a he being gut. killed from? Yes, yes. And you have to follow along. And you're, you're basically his guardian angel. Because this hero is incredibly inept, right? And they don't necessarily know how to go about these things. So it, I don't necessarily think this is going to be a game that has a lot of, like, Evolvement, like maybe the you game get would sort of live go? and die based on the energy of the two main characters, the ghost mm-hmm. and the mascot character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it'd be really cool, just like as a fucking because I just got done playing God of War. But you know what this this journey is? What if your your sidekick is like taking your ashes somewhere, and that's why you're tied to him? So he's like this adventure that he's on oh, that you're guiding one. him through is like is like him taking you to like you know some ocean to like bear to throw your ashes on on that ocean or whatever, and I, I that's why you your spirit is tied to him physically or whatever, and then maybe we'll have to we would have to come up with like why does time you know start over or whatever, or it could be like Katana it all makes Zero sense thing. in the narrative like, in the deep yeah. lore. All right, let me Ooh. give you another game. Yeah, hit me with something. All right, this one comes to us from Dr. Peener at Dr. Underscore Peener on Twitter. A game in which you are a member of a cult on the night of an important ritual. You forgot that you were supposed to set up the room. You will have five hours to get up the decorations, gather ingredients, and prep the ritual before you embarrass yourself in front of others. AJ, this is a party setup game or like a house decoration game, but for cultists. No. Okay. This rules. Yes. A party decoration game for cultists. Um, yes. With, this would be a game where like there are – there's a shop or some sort of way to procure items. You bring those items back to you the You have room. a budget for every like like – ritual which is like let's call it a party so like maybe that's kind of the funny the funny vibe of it is like all of the setup is like super dark it has like really gothic music playing while you set up but the moment everybody shows up it just like it's just fucking cult rave it's just like it's like the what blood if that's party dependent from- on what sort of items you purchase so we do this game mm. and like it, it's sort of a world is your oyster type thing there's all sorts of different items that you can get anything from a a butcher table to a DJ table. And depending on what you gather and bring back into the room is going to de- create the energy that the room is. There will be people in this room. What they do depends on what you've placed there. Can can I give you can I give you an idea? Cuz like yes. we've done we've done the concept of like okay, you're going to try and figure things out depending on like who's attending the party. We've kind of done that before. I want to pitch you on something different. So, this is you know like how <laughs> 
Um, my, my brother's getting married, as I think I mentioned at the top of the episode. Um, so like wedding planning and a bunch of other things is just like on my brain. You know, like how you hire specific people to do your wedding planning. What if like cultists or different cults had to hire specific people to plan their rituals? So like a ritual planner. So every level is a different cult who worships different gods, has different aesthetics, different desires, and you get a portfolio at the top of the level and you need to figure out, okay, what would this cult like? Okay, Okay, this is a blood Here, let me hit you with this. Go, go, go. You are a ritual planner, period. You will be contracted sometimes for occultists. Sometimes for birthdays, sometimes a wedding. <laughs> you, okay. The tools that you have will usually be the same. What you will have to do is use your under, underground and occult connections to then mm. do birthday parties, bar mitzvahs, sweet 16s. So what's the goal with that? Is it just like generate? I mean, I, I guess my question is: Is what is the goal of the game? Are you trying to generate as much income as you can as a successful business? Oh wait, what if you're a cult? Trying to cover up your trap, you're a cult planner, but you need to do a couple. Um, this like, is the, this is the day you're- job, or perhaps the cult business isn't quite what it used to be. Maybe the <laughs> maybe the cultists are like, you know what, culting's kind of shady. Yeah, I want to go clean anymore. Trying to yeah. summon the Dark Lord through our D&D rituals did not work. Unfortunately, I have all of these cool connections to butchers and like deep house raves. And Ironworks Maker. I don't know what we would even have used an Iron Maiden for, but I know like four Mm -hmm. blacksmiths that helped build that. I guess I'll use all these contacts uh to become a ritual planner. Blake, you've been planning a wedding. How would you get an Iron Maiden involved? An Iron Maiden. Okay, so that sounds like. I'll I'll give you a softball. No no spikes inside of it. Okay, no, here, I got one for you. I got one for you. So one of the big things about wedding is you need to have the photography spot. You need to have the area where people go take photos. This is what these cultists, There's. I didn't know if you know this, but there's an Instagram dedicated to cultists. It's called Cultagram. So okay, you that's where all the cultists upload their sweet cult cult party pictures. And yes. that's what every that's what every level ends on is like showing pictures from the cult party that you threw. Please <laughs> the ritual. We, the ritual you are that done you doing cultist things. You, sum, you the attempt to summon the dark lord did not work. You now have a bunch oh. of underground connections that you must make good on. Oh, okay, wait. I miss I misunderstood. So you're wanting to do you're you're a cult planner trying to go straight, but again, you have all of these underground connections for cultists. <laughs> oh God, I love the contrast. Of you that, kn- of like, here's the thing. Oh my you God, you know a guy <laughs> that can get virgins to any party. Were you was that contact originally going to be used so that you could murder them? Yes, absolutely. But good news is, you know how to. You have somebody that can help fill a room. <laughs> How does that translate to translate to gameplay though? Is it just what as the, the gameplay game goes is on, is you that you will resources? have you will have a bunch of contacts within your contact list. And I think that what the mm-hmm. game is is a little bit of you like looking at your contact, trying to find out what seems right for the venue that you have been given. We'll do this yeah. in chapters. I'm imagining something like I think the best best rubric I have is something akin to mm, Phoenix Wright. But rather than you going into a final (laughs) scene where, like, you have to use your evidence to support, like, oh, you guys want to, like, I have this evidence, therefore that that answers this thing. It's more like there are points. Um, You will Mm -hmm. be introduced Mm -hmm. to a character at the very beginning that says, hey, how's it going? I know you're a ritual planner. The ritual I'm planning for is my daughter's sweet 16. I need you to help make this as cool as possible. 
You will use then, your contacts. You will go through uh, Cultogram, and you will find different contacts that you have, and you'll say, um, I know I need music at the Sweet 16. I know I need food at the Sweet 16. I have, and I I know have that I these need... cultist chanters that I know are really good at like throat singing, and that's like, hey, that's the music for the party now. Is, exactly. Is this... You will have a bunch of different contacts that you can use. You will grab those contacts, mm-hmm. and they will fill invisible points. There will be an invisible point ticker on the back end. So mm-hmm. let's say that you do do the the singing choir, you'll do the butcher, and you'll do what's another? Give me one more occult thing that feels like you could spin it into a sweet sixteen. I need a good um, third one. Okay, we've got so music one covered. Big, one we've of the got no, no, food no. covered. We no got... you, one of the one of the big things that all parties need is a table that everybody can sit at. Every 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 you know cultists get together they have the sacrifice table guess what that altar it's now it's that's where people are playing beer pong buddy that's where that's actually that's not sweet 16 is they're playing soda pong man on a, yeah, on a place where people have been sacrificed definitely soda pong <laughs> is the delivery of this kind of like nightmare before christmas where they're trying to do their version of something but they only have ever known how to do it one way that they yes, still that is such a up... good flavor yes it is yeah. nightmare before christmas the the occultists have done this all the time like this but then all mm. of a sudden you put the choir like you as the player put the choir singers into the sweet 16 party and the mm. choir the choir goers are like hold on y'all hear mm. about this karaoke shit it kind of bangs. We could just go up here and <laughs> sing whatever we want. Oh my god! So then, and so, what is the overall narrative of this? So you're like, you're and the doing overall this narrative sh- is that you are a cultist that is trying to bring as many people that were in deep cultist stuff to more regular everyday mm-hmm. people things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in and the gameplay loop is. Designing the party space, making like take that portfolio it, you get at the top of the top of the levels, like gives you an idea of like okay, what aesthetic are they going for? What yes. are they looking for? And then it's just kind of this puzzle piece thing to see how well you designed it. So it's not necessarily the question like, then becomes yeah. how do we handle the investigative and connection based style of the game? Because like mm-hmm. I think that like it, using Phoenix Wright as our our anchor in games like that you have a murder scene that you're going to go and investigate and grab a little bunch of different little tools now you propose this idea of this Mm. occultogram what Mm. if this is one of those games where um i've i've seen a game once where like the whole like fiction of it was that you were a character going through the deep web and they had a bunch of Mm. fake deep web uh assets yo actually wait i remember this i remember this yeah 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 i don't remember the name but i know which thing you're talking about and it's what like if you, this you was a game this. like that. You are given oh. a social feed, and you can constantly go through fake social feeds, go through different links, find secret links to go into people's deep web, like dark occult websites, and mm. then schedule out, send an email there to schedule them for the secret plan or to be the oh. planners and caterers for these parties that you are now going to. So it's like you're doing you're doing background research for surprise party things. But how do you're, wait, real you're quick, doing how background does, research because because you know that the you know that the the wedding needs a photographer, and you're yeah. going to go through your a rich your occult ritual <laughs> library to say who do I think which of all the photographers that I know from the occult world who would make the best wedding photographer? It's, it's, it's the guy with the camera for a head, like from uh, Bendy and the Ink Machine. That that kind of 
it's that yeah. you just you but have people you, like that. You'd show have like up. a yeah. list of like three different photographers that you would find through your social feeds. From there, uh, you would then dig through their websites to find out who, which one of these three photographers feels like they'd whoa, fit the wedding so theme it's like, the best. You know, what'd be so fucking cool too. What if this is like it had this Google Calendar aesthetic, so where there's like actually you need to set up date like meeting dates with people. So it's like before you actually do any of the designing, you also need to do like a it's like a schedule management sim where it's like okay, I need to make sure th- I have this party at the end of the month. I need to make sure X I need to investigate these couple of leads that I have and yes, then like that is exactly set up date. Yeah, and then and then that all builds up into you getting like you hopefully had scheduled all of your meetings, got all of the materials you needed for this big party at the end of the month or the end of the week or, you know, tomorrow night or whatever. And that's where you get all of like you get all your materials or you do all you. It's like Phoenix, right? You get a bunch of things that don't seem to connect. And then at during the court case, it all makes sense. Yes. So it's like it all now comes together bring, at the this party. This brings us to the court case, the we yeah. make it work now. The After party, the, the gameplay party. loop yeah. system, uh, Danganronpa has like the court system as well. Uh, and so it's again, we're using we're shit. using this visual novel system. You mm-hmm. set up this system of it's a Google Calendar thing. You've scheduled out everybody to arrive at the po- venue on that day. The mm-hmm. second part of the game, the the game, the point where it flips and it becomes here's where you make it all work. Kachink is a micro sim game. During this micro sim game, you are given a top down of the restaurant or the venue. Mm-hmm. You then take uh... all of the people that you've secured and you find out where to put them on the map. And when you put down a unit, say the photographer, or perhaps you put down the caterer, the caterer will then have like a bunch of little lines and pathing. And so you're like, okay, mm-hmm. it, I, wherever I put the caterer, the pathing needs to go this direction on their little like butcher bar. So mm-hmm. then you have to think about what the flow of the crowd is going to be. So you would now have to make all of the things that you've brought in fit into one Mm -hmm. place. And different people will have different rules about where they can and can't be. Um, Mm -hmm, The photographer, mm -hmm. because he's an old-timey photographer and he likes to do old-school black-and-white like film-grade photography, he needs to be put somewhere dark. Dark. So you're going to throw him inside somewhere. Maybe you're even going to have to build something around him so that he can get a nice black room for his photography. Mm -hmm. So – and all of this basically builds up into, regardless of like how you, your character ideally is trying to go on the straight and narrow, but inadvertently they still every one of these things ends in like a cult summoning, like they all the pieces result okay. in like oh guess cult cult. Well, that's what I'm thinking is like I'm just using you know Nightmare Before Christmas. Those that don't know, it's a guy who's. His whole aesthetic, all he knows is he's the god of Halloween, but he falls in love with Christmas and tries to do Santa's job. But inadvertently, he just turns Christmas into his own, into his Halloween aesthetic. And it's all, it's just scary Halloween. So this is like a person that organized all these cult things trying to do, what if they did a wedding planning? So it's like they basically got these ancient rings. I think a little bit more into the idea of it being like, the best case scenario is there's no demon that's summoned. I think that no, what you I were think, trying I to think avoid is a demon ironically, summoning. No, I think it ironically ending in like uh, like Cthulhu being summoned is kind of cute in its own what weird are you way. Do with the, okay, hold on. Go on. Go on about Cthulhu being cute. Are you proposing well, that what we are doing is using occult rituals to cleanse dark beings? 
by using oh. the same occult methods that were originally intended to bring them bring with more Lula's positive other energy. Dark gods into, <laughs> we make exactly. The, we make. If we, we make. Here's the thing. <laughs> we 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 were out here trying to summon the dark prince. Uh-huh. The dark. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, you heard me. The dark prince. So okay, but I like- we went. To, we were doing a baby shower. We brought all these occult people over. They wanted to summon to gugugugugugugugug. We summoned them as a baby, <laughs> just a little guy, just a little baby dark prince. I think this game having a cutie cultist aesthetic is where it's at. Like I love that idea. We are cleansing idea. dark beings and bringing them to the new world full of positive energies and goodness. I- but he's now the light is, prince. Gu, 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 how gu. does I uh, know? I think I, I, I was looking at it because that I think that's a different game because that's a game about a person still trying to summon cultist things. And it's not like a person inadvertently summoning them. I, I think it's funnier if like you go in and try and plan a wedding. But regardless of whatever you do, this person has just cult planning so ingrained into them that they just no matter what they do, they still just make a cult ritual and then bam i guess uh, these people were gonna get wedded but guess what they just summon they just summon azathoth you know like i think there's just narratively and by all means we can throw it out knowing that the the reason why our character is a ritual planner on the up and up using dark connections is because the original inciting incident was them failing to do an occult thing and then Mm -hmm. them saying oh we'll use the dark connections for normal business yeah and then i think what's kind of i i love when culty dark shit plays to the cute aesthetic where it's like haha cult funny like there's this game coming out that looks fucking adorable it's called cult of the lamb i don't know if you've seen the trailers for that it's you are basically you are a lamb that is building their own cult of other sheep. And you will basically, it's like a uh, top down, like you have a sword and you can summon shit, but it's also like a don't starve style. Like you can build your own town, your own like, um, you know, click of, of, of people in your, in your sect. It's really wild, but it's adorable looking. It's fucking cute as shit. And I'm wondering if you can do a similar thing where it's like you have, Hey, there's a sacrifice table that still has blood, blood, you know, spatter on it, but people are sitting there playing Uno on it. You know, like there's just that weird cutesiness to it. Um, or just, I don't know if, I don't know if I don't know. <laughs> I, I want, you know, sometimes I say things where I'm no, like, I love it makes the sense idea to of me. like a fortune teller's <laughs> table being used for like a game table. That risk. Yeah, That's just exactly like, what just, I'm looking for. Yeah, and then, but regardless of how, and each level, what I'm what I'm thinking is, is the level ends like your grade screen where it like tallies up all of your points. In the background of that, you just see like, oh, Cthulhu's in the background. He just cracked the 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 ritual table that people were playing Uno on, and now he's just out, and his tendrils are like just flailing. But he's drawn in such a cute way that it's like, oh, you know, hey, it's oh, that's a cute cult little game. I like that. That's adorable. Okay. You know, it's it's. I think it's. I'm not picturing this as like darkest dungeon. I'm picturing this as now. Does C- um, I just want to clarify whether or not Cthulhu being summoned at the wedding has any amount of narrative weight to our story? No, I think just each. I think the narrative is just. I don't know if this game has like some overarching narrative. It, just it has seems to like, because I think that the backbones mm, that we've built of it being a puzzle game where you were trying to find the right people for a job and then setting them yeah, up in the right room. That's because all about it is such a yeah. forward moving story. It needs mm-hmm. to have a narrative. 
So maybe I wonder if the overarching narrative then is your character inadvertently summoning all of these monsters while trying to just do regular things, there's going to be investigators coming after you. There's going to be police officers coming after you. There's going to be an investigation into why these instances are happening. So are it's bad like things you, happening at our cool rituals. I think at the end of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if like, I mean, if fucking monsters are getting summoned, you know, like that's the drama, that's the juice, you know? Or is and, that the love of it? Or is that the glory of it, baby? Well, I mean, if you're a cultist trying to cultivate your own cult, wow, that was a lot of cult. Baby. No, we claimed um, it. It's the Light <laughs> Prince. G -g 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 -g. <laughs> I mean, I I kind of like the idea of this person. I don't know. There's just an aesthetic. Here's my of, new problem: is if we introduce the idea of the police getting involved in doing our investigations, how do we get them off our off our tail within our gameplay loop? Because currently, I, our gameplay loop is digging through internet and social media feeds as gameplay mm -hmm. loop A to bring us to gameplay loop B, which is the micro city manager where Pardon? you need to have all of your people in the correct location mm -hmm. so that the ritual can go on nicely. Where I don't do you think we had a gameplay. I don't. Are... I don't think we had a mechanic to that. I think that's just a narrative that unfolds Ooh, okay. as you go. Yeah, because just like with every party that you plan, the police and investigators. Like I, I don't know if you've played any Call of Cthulhu, but the the character, the player characters are called investigators. So imagine like a group of Call of Cthulhu investigators are slowly trailing through all of the parties that you've planned. So it's like you last week you did a bar mitzvah. And that you find out the following week that four investigators showed up to that location to see the wormhole that Azathoth came through. And it's like like the remnants of it. Or like maybe you find out people are cleaning up after your messes. Like these investigators are like they come to the locations that you went to and banned the monsters that you summoned. You know, I'm just trying I to can't think. Believe like they banned Baba Yaga. Fuck that. <laughs> Baba Yaga is not a Cthulhu monster, but. I mean, she kind of is. Is Beelzebub she, anything? I'll be honest. I don't know a lot Beelzebub, about, like, Eldritch Beel, beings think, and monsters. Uh, I mean, Eldritch... I mean, it's a lot of them have dumb, stupid names. I um, assume that you could just put, like, the word dark anything and just be like, oh, the dark deva, <laughs> the shadow prince. The dark moon, you know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. I think that's... The okay, spooky that's, pumpkin king, as opposed to the good pumpkin king we all know. Okay. I think that's our nug. And I want to do two things. It I want to come up with the name. We're 56 and I, minutes in. And, and I want to talk about what um, we have a new uh, Patreon modifier, and it's collectibles. And I want to talk about both of those. Might I pitch you, while we're talking about this game, because I think this is our nug, because I really love it, and I think it's really unique. Might I pitch you Death of the Party? Instead of Life of the Party, it's Death of the Party. Death of the Party is not bad. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So we'll stick with that one for right I now. I like that. And that's Okay, all right, well, fuck it. It's called Death of the Party. There you go. So now let's talk about our some of our Patreon Now let's talk about some of our Patreon modifiers. Which of course I which as you mentioned this week is collectibles. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> okay, this one comes to us from Joe, they, them. Various electronics, which you then have to find the equipment so they can play Doom. I love this idea because everybody <laughs> at a, everybody No, because, like, I, I know I've gone to, like, a party, and then I go over to where people are playing video games, and I love the idea of somebody playing a game about killing demons at a fucking cult 
get together. Like, there's something about that that's just so fucking ironic to me that I love. So uh, the way I want to integrate this into the game, which I think would be kind of fun, is each mission that you get, I'm wondering if, like, in the party location, there are hidden objects that you can find that are pieces that you can collect to build that resource. So now you find out, like, okay, the first five levels of the game, there's, uh, you find a CPU in one, you find a monitor in the other, you find a keyboard in another, and then, and then, uh, and then the four, the fifth, uh, level, you find a copy of Doom for, like, <laughs> like a classic copy of Doom, like 1990s, now, uh, CD. Would, would this be an in-game version of Doom that you were able to play? Oh my god, that'd be so fun! Like you actually because get to we, play we the original the idea Doom. that part of the game oh, you were going to be sort of so doing cool. online research, and we haven't explored really mm. what that room that you're doing this research in is. It an oh. actual little room akin to how in Call of Duty Black Ops Two you could pry yourself out of the main menu chair and walk mm. over to a little computer and play some computer games? That's maybe right. In, I totally forgot maybe, about that. Maybe in this game. When you're in the research phase on the internet, you're in a room. You're in a fully functioning room. You know, and the you collectibles would be different ways that you can play Doom. Uh huh. But you know what? We it's it's not Doom. It's just like a it's a Doom clone and we call it Mood. So it's just <laughs> <laughs> So I'm wondering if you could do like instead of it's the opposite of Doom. So it's like instead of like hunting demons and shit, you're like a demon hunting angels. So it's yeah, like and it's, it's just like FPS. a shitty little yeah. mini game. But every time you yeah. get a new way to play it, you are given a new air quotes level in in mood. Oh, that'd you, be so fucking cool. So like if you find that collectible in the game or like you that get a piece fun of new little mini game on the side that oh, you, you can get go a new play. level to play. Yes. Oh, my God. I love this. You know why I love this so much is because um. In I'm playing Catherine. I was playing Catherine a little while ago. I haven't touched it in a little bit. But um, while you're at the bar, you can actually go over to an arcade machine, which is like an 8-bit version of the Catherine game, where you're playing like the knight that's climbing up the tower for Rapunzel's hair. And it's just like it's just a carbon. It's just an 8-bit copy of the what the actual Catherine gameplay is. So now, this kind of gives me that same vibe, where it's like it's a game to do between games or between. Now levels, you mentioned that this fun. would be. A, like a collectathon thing would these be collectibles that you're getting during the city planner part or i'm sorry the room planning part yes every every room has like hidden like a hidden compartment like you have to open up a closet and you find oh on the like the area above the coats where you can like put shoes and stuff there's like a little con you, there's a cpu piece there or like maybe it's um uh what i mean it, they said various electronics, so I'm just I would just say it's computer yeah, upgrades. It's a it's you know, a top it's down like, pixel hunter. If you click the right yeah, spot, they'll be like, Oh, there's yes, something I can yes. use. You get a little text ball and then it'll go to your uh room. I have yes, another one yes. for you. Oh, hell yeah, do it. This comes from Aiden, and I will be really quick about this one. This is Webkins. And perhaps during the research part of the game, when you're on the websites mm. going through the deep webs and everything, you'll be able to find secret hyperlinks. And if you click on those, you'll oh. be able to get a different webkin. And the webkins are just going to be little decorative things. Maybe they f show up on your character's table, and they just keep mm -hmm. on piling and piling and piling and piling up. Mm, okay, is there a way that we can introduce that to gameplay-wise? Is that um, I think that in the gameplay, when you're in the research phase where your character is scrolling through social medias and clicking on different links, they will be mm -hmm. hidden hyperlinks that you'll be able to find. Maybe there'll be like little secret hidden puzzles of like you'll scroll, mm -hmm. like if you click on the whole uh, browser tab, the browser will mm -hmm. be like, 
in the middle of the browser name for the website page that you're on, it'll have a little math problem. So if you do that little math problem and then hit enter in the bar, then it will take you to a Webkins link. And then you'll get a little thing on screen that just says, congrats, you got a Webkins. And then if you move, if you move the camera, like if you say back out, the camera will back out from a full screen. Mm hmm computer setup and then you'll see the whole room this is then when you'd be able to go play doom but instead uh -huh. when you zoom back out you have a little webkit on your table you know it'd be kind of fun like i wonder if you can do a thing where the wet the hyperlinks that you find take you to like maybe this is where we can introduce kind of the lore where it's like a hyperlink is like, oh, you get, you get, it takes you to like a wiki page on Cthulhu, or it takes you to a wiki page on, uh, what was the name of the, 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 uh, the monster you were saying? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, the dark, the dark prince, g -g 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 -g. <laughs> And that's where we introduce like lore pages. So it's like, you have to, while you're doing your research for the party, there will be hyperlinks hidden. And maybe they're not even highlighted like hyperlinks are. It's like, you need to find out, oh, what are like some of the words or like there's word, yeah. like you have to click on like, you f see that this word is um, used, uh, you know, X amount of times or something. And then you have to like find out. And maybe it's not just lore. Maybe you get little like backgrounds on like certain uh, cult rituals or like why what you're doing is, is going to work the way it is. And maybe they're fucking hints towards like how to decorate the next level, you know, or just like, hey, I, yes, I, there'll be I, hints as to where you need to mm -hmm. put characters. And like the way yes. that you would get to the correct web page is like you'll scroll down to like the bottom of some dude's web page or his like his fucking card and on the bottom of the card it just says search for darkness eight times and you're like what is this you're talking about and like then if you do go to like the homepage google and then just google darkness seven times in a row then it takes you to his homepage. actually dude i got you I, I got you one fucking better so you are given this block of text and intermittently it says darkness at random points like even in times it doesn't make sense if you click on each time it uses darkness all of those those words light up and then they connect to form a pentagram. <laughs> yes. Like right and there on the fucking take... block of text and then it takes and then you your to wherever. Character's like, yeah, and then your character's like, cool, I got to the butcher's page. Anyway, this is the guy I was thinking about to have do, to come do the catering for the bar mitzvah. <laughs> All right, I love it. Part uh, uh death, death of the party. Of the par death of the party. Fuck yeah. Dude, thank you to all of our Patreon modifier submitters. Uh we de definitely appreciate it. Are we ready for patch notes? I'm ready to go to patch notes. Fuck yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Patch Notes. Blake and I actually have a really quick one today because we know that there was a big fucking oopsie poopsie in the internet recently. And we figured the Venn diagram of our listenership and people affected by this is pretty circular. Twitch just had a huge hack, like a really big, deep, deep hack that exposed a bunch of prices that people got. It also exposed a bunch of different passwords and things like that. So with this big security leak, I definitely recommend that if you're listening and you have a Twitch account, go look up what that Twitch hack was exactly. And also go ahead and make sure that you've swapped your passwords on Twitch. Yeah, yeah. We just wanted to share that with you guys real quick, and we just want to say thank you for listening, and we're happy to be back. With that being said, our intro and outro is Cheap Shop by Anna Monaguchi, an excellent song from an excellent band for an excellent game. I've been one of your hosts, AJ Hart. And I've been your other host, Blake Rea. This has been Spiritual Successor, and these are cool games that should not be made.